Halloween. Halloween yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember um, exactly where it was. But so, I think it was in Brighton or something. But this one mm. house got in a, a bunch of controversy for hanging some dead kid out their window. <laughs> 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 I think it was like a, a child-sized body right. in bin bags with bloodied bandages around the face. Jesus. And a load of other decorations as well. Spiders, cobwebs, you know. Oh, right, okay. So it's obvious and, that it's not... A, well, it's not ob- obvious. Not obvious. <laughs> but it's, it's a perfect it's, place to hide a dead it's child. It's definitely Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> but what I like is the responses from people. Because I don't think they've, re- they've been like, well, we're putting more stuff up later, so... <laughs> yeah, stick around if you, if yeah. you want to see something <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> yeah. but Wait until you like, see our other son. Oh, I think they're taking it a bit too far, really. So what a bit too far, like they're hanging skeletons, like dead. What's the difference between hanging a skeleton? Like not even like a, a luminous skeleton, like the bones of a skeleton that have been painted to look realish. Mm. What's the difference between that and a bin bag? I mean, <laughs> the only difference is you're imagining that there's a dead body in there. Yeah. And they're like, like, oh, this is terrible. My brother hung himself. Like, sorry, you know, what's hanging got to do with Halloween? Yeah. It's like, well, you hang decorations every year. You cut faces into fruit. Is a pumpkin a fruit? Feels like it's a vegetable. Uh, I don't know. If it grows out of the ground, it's a vegetable. But then everything grows out of the ground, doesn't it? Isn't it if you have to rip it out of the ground, like a parsnip or a turnip? (laughs) But grapes, you pick. Yeah. And apples. Do you pick a pumpkin? You pick it up. Yeah. It's not buried, is it? No. No, it's on the surface. It's a patch. (laughs) Is that what the patchwork kids were? No, cabbage. Okay. Cabbage patch. You got cabbage patches as well. Yeah, and that's a vegetable. What's it right? So you got the patch what did I say? Patch kids. Patchwork kids. The patch And then you yeah. had the, the cabbage patch dolls. Yeah. Were they the same? Um there was there were, I don't know. They in America they always had like was it the sour patch kids or something like that? Yeah. And that's actually a type of sweet. Um Right. They're almost like fruit pastels but shaped like little blokes. <laughs> Jelly babies, but just with more sugar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we were like, no, we'll have cabbage. We'd like the. Fa- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very British. Yeah. <laughs> just cabbage is fine. Yeah. <laughs> just, just put some salt on it. <laughs> Sell it to the kids. We're still rationing shit. Okay? Uh, cabbage. Kids will love it. Sugar's worth its weight in gold. We can't afford sugar. <laughs> yeah. Cabbages, there's a whole patch of them over here. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got cabbage patches, pumpkin patches, nicotine patches, mm. and they all get their own TV deal. <laughs> <laughs> and dolls. And, yeah. <laughs> nicotine patch doll. <laughs> nicotine patch Barbie. <laughs> oh, well, my nicotine patch doll is quite pale and <laughs> out of breath. <laughs> You know, it breaks before all my other dolls. <laughs> and if it stands around other dolls, they passively die as well. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> Hasbro, now introducing reality into the toy world. <laughs> Barbie's got thrush. <laughs> all these dolls. My beanie baby lion gourd. I don't know, sooty. <laughs> oh, 
that'd be a great education tool for like the parent to teach his kids about the world. <laughs> Just like create an environment in their to- in their toy box. <laughs> what happened to the zebra? Well, your yeah. lion gored it. So. Yeah. Get rid don't of it, kids. Lions thing. and pigs don't just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Percy the pig got hit by Percy the train. <laughs> don't, mix your, don't mix your Thomas the Tank Engine with your Marks yeah. and Spencer's toys. <laughs> pig on the line! Pig on the line! <laughs> <laughs> Nicotine patch doll. Every time you wash it, like it still smells of smoke. It's just, it's just been burnt alive. And it just, yeah, but just on the fingers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there are a bunch of people complaining about this um, dead body hanging outside this house. But there was also people who were like, jumping to its defence, which is equally funny. <laughs> well, that's just a bit of fun, isn't it? <laughs> hanging kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Halloween. Anything goes Halloween, doesn't it? It's like, okay. uh, but like, you can't just purge. you. People are really weird about what they're sensitive about. Yeah. You, you're sensitive about that because because your brother died in a weird way a few yeah. years ago or whatever, and that sucks, etc. Mm. But millions of people died in horrific ways, and but because you didn't you know, still them. hang your clothes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not assuming. You didn't like right. Oh, now my brother hang himself. I've yeah. got to rip so my now my clothes out. go on the floor. Yeah. yeah, we're all suspended now from this stool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just again, it's just about how much the world it's, it's has to because, adapt to you because you're upset because it's now it's it's got to be about you. Yeah. It's got to be about why it's why it's offensive to you. But, uh, me too. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I haven't followed it at all, but loads of people have been commenting on it that I kind of follow. And I think it's um, in light of Harvey Weinstein, like um, they wanted to get a rough number of how many people have been sexually assaulted. So they said, just write Me Too mm. on Twitter. And then everyone well, it will was, know um, the, the magnitude. Yeah, it was a social experiment. I think it came in like 2006, 2007, something like that. Some girl oh, at like her college or something started it. Wasn't for, it specifically for coloured people? Uh, I'm not. Was one of them. I'm not entirely like. certain. Um, but um, she, yeah, it was started like ten years ago, and now it's come back around with all of this stuff. And it was, yeah. I think, it was always about sexual assault. Um, yeah, I just, I, it's just. I think I read. I just think I read the original ones where it was people of colour who have survived sexual assault. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason. I'm assuming there was a big event. And then they, <laughs> Where they all just get together and get assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, oh, we've got to bring this back because the party 10 <laughs> years bringing, ago. I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking back hashtag Me too. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so loads of people have been tweeting about... And, and uh, I mean, the idea of the... Mo- uh, not movement or... The, petition of sexual abuse victims i guess is like fair enough like you want to if you because there's a there's a few different arguments you can go down about what constitutes this who Mm. qualifies to um sum up as a victim i mean one of the people uh, well there's a few people under investigation now and uh, along with harvey weinstein steven seagal is one (laughs) that doesn't surprise me (laughs) 
<laughs> well, apparently Steven Seagal, like, I mean, he's he thinks a lot of himself, but he um, hated female journalists. Yeah. And so that, so that, because he'd get pissed off that when he was promoting a movie, people would be asking him about, like, his sex life and his what's his wife up to or all those stuff that he goes like we're not here to talk about that we're here yeah. to talk about the film mm. and so like he really hated particularly female journalists <laughs> <laughs> so easy district for that and then the former president george h w bush who's the older one the older one of the father and son yeah <laughs> the dad <laughs> yeah big um, george who apparently would squeeze women's posteriors um, right. and tell them a, um, a, a a dirty joke or something like that. Yeah. And so people have come forward with that, like, especially when taking pictures. Now, the guy is in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so... I when... don't know why I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Iraq, Iraq, Iraq. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's in a wheelchair. So when he poses for pictures and, like, you know, how you sometimes put their arms around people... His arm is like in a perfect position. So he, he's obviously loving the fact that he's in a wheel. He's like, well, I may not be able to use my legs, but yeah. I can squeeze as many bums as I want to. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the dream of any president. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a bunch, bunch of people are popping up. And then, yeah, Kevin Spacey popped up and the yeah. world went fucking insane. Yeah. I, 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 when I was, because I worked in Covent Garden for ages. I'm telling you my story now. <laughs> uh, no, when I, um, there's a bunch of actors who used to work with and stuff like that, and people who were just like interested in it. And it was one of those like rumors or like largely qualified rumors of people would go around London clubs and stuff like that, scouting for people who were types for Kevin Spacey, and would send them to his hotel. Oh right. So I always thought it was like, well, yeah. And then you watch, so, and, and as soon as so I I had. But that's more about him being gay, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't searching for children. Yeah, he was yeah, searching yeah. For gay people. Yeah. Um, because he, he, he was image. trying to keep it under wraps and yeah, and yeah. Just, like people employed people who employed went out and looked for people his type because if he walked into a bar, he'd probably get attention or something. Like that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was, I didn't know. Apparently, he was famous for being very, very secluded about his private about his sexuality and like yeah. he was very like not he, he held his private life like really high order so didn't want to yeah 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 anything yeah so when this came out that he um um he's been accused of initiating a sexual energy with a 14 year old boy or whatever mm. um he's, he's he reads a statement saying he's a sorry um he doesn't remember it um if he did do what he did then he's deeply apologetic for what would have been what would have been drunken and incredibly inappropriate behavior, mm. which is like a standard, but a little bit better than standard statement for me, apology statement. Yeah. And then it went on to another paragraph, which decided him to start addressing his sexuality. Yeah. And people have confused this for it being, I don't know, one sentence mm. or confused what it was. Cause they're saying that because he came out as being an openly gay man in the second paragraph, that yes. means that all openly gay men initiate sexual um energy or whatever with with children oh yeah and it's like no like, no it, it, if learn to read please like yeah he's he, he's a deeply deeply private person i'm i'm not really defending him i'm just defending the act of misinterpreting what the these yeah. this statement it's like he, he said one thing he's a deeply secluded private person so he's has to address 
this wild, somewhat wild accusation of um, sexual conduct. And then he's quali- and then he's also going to now that I'm talking about that. If he just said, "Oh, you know, I don't really remember," yeah, um, I'm sorry if I did, and then never said anything again. There'd be so many questions about, well, why was it a boy? Why was it a 14 year old boy? Why was it all this? He's like, well, while I'm here, I'll fucking address as well. By the way, this is my sexuality, yeah, because they're somewhat intertwined and whatever. And um, yeah, people are fucking like. There's so many people who think that he's saying he they hate the way that he came out. This is like, it's so, conf- it's the, the thing that I've realized this week in terms of a lot of the things that we talk about is I don't, I don't think people are clear on what they, what they want and what they mean. Mm. Like, do, do, do you want to hate people who come out of the closet? <laughs> no. Okay. Do you think it's good to come out of the closet? Yes. Okay. So he came out of the closet. Mm. So why is that not okay? Well, because he also apologized for mistreating a child. Mm. Okay. Do you think people should apologize if they've mistreated a child? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this makes no sense. It's just it I think it's it's um it's 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 after the Harvey Weinstein thing of of him um saying like uh, oh I'm, I'm sorry for the way I've behaved but I'm going to carry on with a good fight and uh, and and try and tackle the problems that we've got the NRA and it's and and that was ob- a very obvious complete swerve like look over here now we we're, we're going to talk about like gun control now we're not talking about my horrific past anymore um and it, i think people felt that spacey was trying to do the same thing and being like oh, okay yeah there is this thing with the kid uh, i i don't know anything about that but by the way i'm gay and like just trying to kind of subvert the conversation towards talking about him coming out of the closet as a gay man as opposed to what possibly may or may not have happened with this kid. Uh, we've discussed before that I'm diff- I don't fully uh, because of we've talked about it before about my physicality. Mm. I don't I, I have I don't my perspective on the issue is somewhat more of like why didn't you just deal with it? Yeah. Um, and if somebody. If somebody just told me that they'd murdered my child and then said, oh, yeah, but the weather today is pretty crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, what the weather? What's going on? I'd be yeah. like, no, this is what we're talking about. You murdered my child. Yeah. They'd be like, no, you what? You can't miss the whole idea of the person being questioned or being under scrutiny or whatever can just say something and then the whole world has to react to it. Yeah. It's like, no, they're the person being questioned. Mm. It's like if you put if, if a policeman pulls over somebody in an in interrogation room, and they go like, "You've been accused of murdering ten thousand people last night," like, and then the murderer says, "Oh, I don't know, yeah, but you know, Man United's just signed a new striker. I mean, what's the deal?" <laughs> <laughs> you just well, you'd be like, "Yeah, of course they're going to try and change the subject. Yeah. They're uncomfortable about talking about it. Mm. They don't want the negativity of it. Mm. But of course, that's what they're going to do." Yeah. So why are you? Yeah. So why are people trying to attack? That I can right. So if that's the energy of the, you know, you don't like the fact that somebody is trying to change the subject, then just don't change the subject. Why get angry that somebody's trying to change the subject? Yeah. Because again, it doesn't make it. There's no logical sense there, and I think it's just. I think people. Well, they're angry about something, but they don't know what it is. So at the same kind of time, we like we are kind of leaving um a society that for a long time assumed the eu that no no no, no. <laughs> that, like i mean like the uh the, 
I, I, I don't I, I don't know how to word it the, like the, the the attitude of a society we're kind of leaving mm. this attitude behind that um, a previous generations had that, that that gay people were all deviants mm. and that they would uh, they were a danger to your children and everything like that and it's and I think people mm. got angry because he seemed um, this whole thing with him could potentially reintroduce this idea that it and justify all these people's hateful thoughts. Okay, but then if the police are interrogating some criminals said he killed 20,000 people last night. Yeah. And he said, yeah, but wasn't it great when black people were slaves? What? He's got like, no, you stay on topic. Yeah. It, it, so, yeah. So, I, I, don't, I don't mean, I, can I, understand. I don't think it definitely does that. I just, yeah. I, I just, I, I think can understand people worry that the it, energy. there's a danger of that happening. Yeah. But there's also people who are worried about the danger of mole people living underneath <laughs> the core of the earth. Yeah. Like, so. Well, I they've all under- fallen off. The earth's flat. <laughs> no, they're underneath. Yeah. Well, they fill through. So yeah. the earth's flat, but it's also like. Well, there's the got to be a bottom. If the earth's of a flat, shortbread. There's, a, there's a bottom, right? There's a, there is a. Everything definite, flat is probably yeah. got a bottom. Plus, you, you, you could just burst straight through the side and fall into space. That's the thing. That's why limbo is so dangerous. You can't, you can't see. see where That's you're going. why we live on top. Yeah, because we can see the edge, and all the water just it just goes up and around. So it's fine. It's like Halo, I know. But <laughs> yeah, like so, I understand the energy of. I, I think it's just people not being fully in tune with their energy is the thing that confuses me so much because it leads them on to make more wild accusations that kind of be like, you'd be a whole lot more productive if you just stuck to the issue right now. Yeah. So as much as they are afraid that Kevin Spacey is trying to change the subject, they are also changing the subject by addressing this issue. Mm. And it's just like, well, no, why don't you just be like, okay, well you being gay is either relevant or it's irrelevant mm. so let's say it's a, let's say it's irrelevant yeah um let's focus on the case at hand yeah and then loads of other let's say, i think a handful of people have also come forward like apparently it's become a whole thing mm. house of cards has apparently been cancelled yeah someone told me that today i haven't read anything about it but well apparently me. it was in the talks of being cancelled anyway i thought mm. they meant they were going to release the sixth season and not do a seventh yeah but i think they're just not going to release a sixth season Oh, really? no, I mean, the series were meant to be finished a while ago. You, well, yeah, yeah. But well, at least I felt that was the case. They dragged and it out. It feels like they just kind of left it for, for open yeah. for, for no other reason than to do another one. Yeah. It was and meant it to be was getting... getting a bit... I wasn't enjoying it as much. Mm. Not that my opinion's that magnificent, but it's like I thought it was better. It was, I lost touch with it. I think I've, I've watched like a season and a half. I thought I loved the first season. but Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I think the first three or something were really yeah. good. Um yeah, and he's he's had like a special Emmy taken away from him or something like oh, that. Really? He was, well, he was going to be given it later. When are the Emmys next? I don't know. The next Emmys, whenever the fuck they are. Um, he was supposed to be getting some kind of like lifetime contribution to drama or some shit mm. like that. And uh, yeah, they've taken that away. Said so no, 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 it's not happening now. Which uh, I I think at least until all of this is cleared up, whichever way it goes, is fair enough. Um. It's the same thing with the with Harvey Weinstein being taken off the taken off the mm. Academy board, and that. Um, and then if somebody accuses somebody of something, then they, they don't get an Emmy. Well, the, well, this is the <laughs> this is the thing that pisses me off is that, um, and we we, we the, uh, there's loads of protection for victims and rightly so, mm. but if you're accused of something, your name is in the public straight away regardless of whether you did it or not mm. and you are you could then potentially be dragged through the mud and have your complete livelihood ruined for something that never happened mm. 
And that's not to say this shit never happened, but potentially, like, it hasn't gone through a court. Nothing's gone yeah. through yet. And we, and we, we, we'd, we're kind of inciting at the minute after the Weinstein shit, this kind of witch hunt culture of like of, of pulling out all of these all of these names and stuff like i i read an article the other day of some mental feminist who listed this put published a huge list of of uh men from hollywood and stated that like she refuses to um to call these issues allegations because that um because in some roundabout way that's victim blaming because you're not admitting that these people have done something; these are ju- they're, they're just allegations. So she refused to call to, to call them allegations right. because now she's the fucking jury of everything. Um, yeah. And she linked all of these like she, there were like fifty like household names on this list, and all of these articles next to them. And if you go through them, I think I I went through about ten of these different articles and in all of them it said that they that this had been debunked so yeah. she'd listed all of these fucking names and tarnished them and i guarantee 95 percent of the people that go on there will not click through to read these articles mm. so they'll just see these names and be like yeah that guy's a fucking sex offender and and at no point does she address the fact that they've all been fucking acquitted Mm. Like it's 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 fucking disgusting to be honest. Like the the fact the fact that you can drag so many people through the mud on on a fucking witch hunt and all outside of the courts, and it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine to ruin these people's lives. Well, it's weird. It, I think it, it it's evidence that we're too based on the media because the only um, court process that goes through is just the media, you know, calling people names. And taking people's sources, like pe- people who come forward and say, "Oh, this person did X, Y, Z," mm. then publishing it. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's not a fact or it's not a lie. It's just that doesn't mean anything yet. You go, well, then you should take them to court. Like, why yeah. take them to court and then get the process done? Yeah, go but, through the go through the means, innocence or proven guilty. It's not mm. to say that like nothing's happened. No one is telling you that you're not a victim. Like, because mm. you could potentially be, but that's not for me to decide. It's for the fucking court to decide. Mm. Well, it's also putting, like you say, more value on, more, yeah, more value on on victims than on the accused, by not just by like protection, but as soon as somebody accuses somebody of something, the person accused receives much more negative reaction yeah. than the person making the claim. But then you can also, I mean, Bill Cosby was never found guilty of anything. No, no. But his, you know. His public, his public image is now it's completely in, it's, changed. It's ruined. And whether um, you want to see that as he got away with it, or he didn't get away with it, or um, you know he they paid they settled outside of court, which a lot of people for whatever reason believe that to mean that they were guilty. You know, yeah. It's just because like, if you I mean think... they're guilty, it just means that it, it financially, yeah, it's more cost effective to settle outside of court than to go through the motions of everything. Yeah. Which could be, you know, yeah, you could always argue the conspiracy side of it and be like, mm. you know, it's all this. But I think there's an arg- that, that, that there's this kind of fake virtue that people want to be equal, but also want to force inequality by saying, because I'm a victim, you can't argue with me. Or because I'm this, you can't do this. Mm. You know, you can't talk about, was it, I think women were walking out of work like two hours early or something like that in a recent thing. Yeah. Um, to uh, to protest against equal pay and whatever, 
And it's like, well, do you want to be treated the same or do you want to be given, you know, different advantages or disadvantages? I don't understand. Yeah. And that's the, thing that, that's the thing that confuses me the most. And I think that's the thing that causes a lot of the most disruption. Like with this Me Too thing that was going on, um, there was a French um, online campaign or a crowdfunded charity that was, um, you send us someone, like, to, to, to remain anonymous, if you've been the victim of, or if you know somebody who sexually assaulted you, mm. text us their number, and we'll text them a message telling them. That way it's anonymous, they don't know it was you. And so, random people were just getting the message that said, Hello, if you're reading this message, it's because you have made a woman uncomfortable. It's not complicated. <laughs> if a woman says no, don't insist. Learn to respect women's freedom and their decision. Thank you. Ugh. So, like, out of the blue from nobody, these people that gave yeah. just, like, these messages. And... <clears throat> How does that got, help? Well, that's the thing. You've got to think, what is the benefit of this situation? I think they're assuming that um, men, in this case, who it's, it is explicitly targeting, is men are unaware when they are raping somebody. And mm. so it's by texting them that, oh, by the way, you probably don't remember, but you've raped someone. Mm. Um, we're not going to tell you the date, the time, the person or anything like that, but you raped someone in the past. So just don't do it again. Thank yeah. you. You know, I think that's the, 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 the aim is, oh, now that we know, we can do something about it. But the, the charity got um, bankrupted <laughs> <laughs> because people thought it was funny just to text, you know, random people. Right. So they'd be like, oh, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, I'll text Steve. Yeah, Steve, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you made a woman very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so I'll text this charity. They'll text you. It cost them 14 pence per text. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, the service was initially funded through um, crowdfunding. How did they not see this comment? <laughs> this, it's just the naivety of it. And I've been trying to think, I've been trying to phrase it. It received 26,000 messages within 48 hours. <laughs> and... Yeah, just got, you know, people, they call it, uh, trolls attacked them and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's somewhat a ridiculous thing that you're proposing. You're, you're yeah. proposing such a huge thing by one, targeting only men. Number two, not giving them any information. And three, just telling them that they raped somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so if I texted people saying, by the way, you raped someone... And then just texting that to everybody. Like, you can't get, you can't get cold, cold callers. You can't cold call. I swear. Yeah. You can, but there's, there's regulations and things that you have to do. Mm. Maybe it's different in France. Yeah. Right? But there's certain things you have to abide by when texting random people or phoning up random people. You can't send pictures of naked children to random people. Yeah. I'm assuming that's got to be illegal, right? So yeah. you can't just, like, send rape fantasy to random people in the street it's, but, it's really short-sighted on the charity's part because i get unlimited text for 20 quid a month <laughs> yeah, why don't you sign up to fucking ee yeah it's good enough for kevin bacon I mean, but what's the problem what's the what's the what's the thing that I'm, I'm trying to figure out in my head and i think it all boils i think at the end of the day most problems fucking boil down to communication so what's wrong with this me too campaign and the idea and uh, a few, I think I've watched a few different things. The basic premise is, it's it's completely unsure. It's not clear what people want at the moment. Yeah, like <clears throat> people want to be strong, independent people and mm. want to be treated equally, but they want to be protected from other equal people who shouldn't have to be protected from 
those people. Yeah. So it's like we want two different camps of equal people, mm. and we want them to be completely equal, but we need protection from one of the groups, but not the other. Yeah. So it's it, it's, it's it's all these just contradictions that pop up in the air. I mean, there was this thing about um, uh, women want to be independent and don't want protection from men, mm. but then they want protection from men in or male situations. Yeah. So it's like, well, just please, if, if, if you're clear on what it is you want and you want to push towards a real goal, then I think, I feel like everybody's on board. I feel like everybody be like, right, yeah, of course. We'll t- that, like, uh, I think uh, uh, support groups for people who've suffered um, sexual violence, I don't think mm. they've ever come under ridicule or trolling or they've been attacked because everyone goes like, well, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Ma- that makes sense. Anybody who was to ridicule that, you mm. go as soon as you explain. Well, no, it's because some people are victims of this and they need support. Yeah. There's no real room to make fun of it, but there's so much room to make fun of in all of these situations. Like the the Me Too hashtag. All you have to do is say Me Too, and then you are expected to receive the quality of care that a rape victim has received. Mm. It's like, well, that's that, that's literally the minimum that you could possibly do. Yeah. So just be more clear in, in, what, in what it is you want and then be honest to what you want. And the problem is people don't want to admit to having somewhat controversial views. Yeah. That it wants yeah. to admit to being... Um, what, have you seen the, um, a show called Mindhunter? Um, on it's on recently. my list. I haven't watched it yet. It's good. It's really yeah. good. Um, and they put forward this argument. It's, um, it's interesting. Uh, basically, it's about the FBI starting to try to understand psychopaths. So, like, there's these two guys, like, the FBI, everyone sees, like, crazy people are crazy, they're just crazy. Mm. We'll deal with it afterwards. This was done by a crazy person. And they've gone through, like, talking to psychopaths, like, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Anyway, he meets this one principal of a school, uh, and um, the the principal has received many complaints from teachers and parents, Mm -hmm. because the principal will tickle students who've been sent to his office for being naughty. Right. So you hear that and you go like, well, now you look at it from our perspective, you go, that guy's obviously inappropriately touching children. The parents have asked him to not touch those children. And he said, grow up. Like, it's my school. I'll do what I want. (laughs) He's he's also giving the children money. Right. After tickling them, like, here's 50p. (laughs) Go buy some sweets. Right. And you hear his rationalization of it. And it is, the kids have been sent to me. Two kids are sent to me because they're fighting. Mm. Um, I tickle both of them. They laugh. They get out of their system. It's all wholesome. They're friends at the end of it. I give them 50p. They go away. It's much better than beating them. Right. And he, and, and this, and you know, his argument is, um, you either trust me in that I'm not a pedophile or you fear me and, and live in fear that I'm a pedophile. Yeah. And that, that, that's the argument that's presented there. Always send them home wanting more. (laughs) (laughs) With money. (laughs) So, in that situation, society dictates, I think, that that person is accused of being a paedophile. Yeah. Because if, he, if, if the law enforcement have said, stop doing this, because parents don't want you doing this with their children, and you refuse, mm. that's like, well, no, the police have told you, we've told you, the police have told you, this way society is structured is, the police tell you to do something, you have to do it, yeah. or whatever. Um, but he could just be doing something good. He could, well... It could be a system that's working in which no one's being harmed. Yeah. But the risk of someone being harmed is so great that you don't take that risk. You just say, you snip it in the bud. And I think that that kind of attitude, people don't like to 
people want to say, yeah, but we're just tickling people. Mm. Yeah, you know, we're just putting out something out on social media. Or, yeah, we're just saying that we want equal pay. Or we're just saying that we want all this. I'm not equivocating it to the, the original statement. I'm just saying that it's more. some things are more complicated than others. And, want, and you have to decide what route you're going to go down. Either you're going to make a stand and stop tickling kids, i.e. Yeah. you're going to say that you want the equal pay of men, or, you, or you're going to um, say, no, what we want is X, Y, Z, and we're going to push for this. Mm. I don't feel like that makes I just wanted to talk about Time Hunter. <laughs> Mind Hunter. Mind I didn't Hunter. even get the name right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out a, a way of... Um, I've got this thing bubbling away in the back of my head that I haven't been able to um, articulate properly yet about people um, being activists reactionarily so like reacting to situations and saying well this is what we stand for then like we stand for not hanging kids outside of houses on halloween yeah it's like okay well why well because we don't like it well can you think of the reason why contemplate it put it forward and and do something more with it Mm. But there's also the side that you kind of go, the conversation has got a value just to have the conversation. Like yeah. The amount of people I've talked to about um, government or politics and I just go, because I, I really don't care about it. I just like, well, what if we were talking about it in different terms? What if different technologies could be used? And they're like, what, why are we even talking about this? It's like, well, mm. the conversation is somewhat interesting, right? And they go, yeah, but we're not going to change government because of this conversation. So what's the point? Yeah. This is the best form of government we can have. So let's just not talk about it it's like well i just talk about it it's just a bit of interesting and want to figure it out i'm not like oh the government's trying to control everything or anything like that it's just like why can't you vote online i don't understand <laughs> i just i don't understand why you can't vote online you can upvote you can retweet and why not yeah you can vote someone in i don't understand yeah polling booths have been accused of being corrupted anyway i mean yeah why not just do something it doesn't have to be on the internet it can just be on a local network why does it have to be on a bit of paper with Mm. pencil why can't it be done locally on one computer in one each school you just go yes or no <laughs> the fucking pencil thing was mental last time I was like, <laughs> yeah. i'm taking a pen <laughs> it's, it's, it seems so weird to me but the the belief is no you can't question do not question it but it's not even that extreme which is people just don't want to question it but at the end of the day i think people don't want to argue mm. right people want the easy way out of every situation because they've got things to other things to be doing like i've got to complete this sudoku book please stop talking to me about on space yeah space doesn't concern me stop t- i don't want to talk about it but yeah so the re- people don't want to argue about things so they're just kind of like yeah fine whatever you win an argument and then it kind of escalates and escalates and escalates yeah and now it's just kind of like what's going on mm. well i'm not making much sense so i'm going to move on oh. <laughs> so um you love you love smiling don't you steve I think I know what you're about to read, but yeah, um, yeah I, I, I really enjoy smiling. Yeah, I mean, if, if you had smiling cancer, you'd be even <laughs> happier, right? Yeah. If you had cancer of the smile, you'd be like, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah, now I can't stop smiling. <laughs> yeah, there's mirrors that people are putting into cancer patient houses yeah. that won't reflect unless you're smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean... What I've said isn't wrong. It's just my own way of phrasing my frustration with the situation. That's what people are doing. They're putting mirrors in cancer patients' houses that don't reflect. Yeah. Unless Unless you're smiling at it. Uh, Because they're trying to uh, encourage (laughs) cancer patients to smile more because smiling can cure cancer. It's just going to make me buy another mirror. (laughs) It's just, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to have to smile at, at my things. It's, the same, it's exactly the same thing as the fucking don't let old people sit down on the bus. <laughs> it's like they'll die. It's like yeah, but cancer patients are going to die, so why not let them? I don't know. See who's behind them when their house is being broken into. Yeah. And they're not smiling. Yeah. Why can't you just? With the guy who's on about smile. like the healing qualities of laughter. And it's like, yeah. I think cancer patients are more interested in the healing qualities of chemotherapy. Yeah, or just they want to treat the burn wound that they've received on their face after their house was going up in flames <laughs> yeah. and they can't see the mirror. Yeah. Or maybe they want to see who's behind them. I mean, imagine if it was in a car. You can't look in your <laughs> rearview mirror unless you're looking perplexed. Yeah. Like, it's just... So the guy cuts why? you up. And you look back to see who he is. You have to smile. <laughs> so the guy just sees you smiling and it reinforces his behaviour. It seems so, um, like, I, don't, I hate the term, was it 1988? Or whatever yeah. the book was about. 1984. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I read it four years later. <laughs> but, yeah, just the whole It's all about society. when you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just the society that's like, ooh, you know, it's like, smile. You need to smile more. This will help. Yeah, how can we make sure our citizens smile more? Like, I don't know, force them to smile <laughs> if they want to brush their teeth. Yeah. Well, you have to brush your teeth with a smile, don't you? Maybe that's what's going on. I don't smile when I brush my teeth. <laughs> <You> frown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily look happy. More no, like I'm snarling or... <laughs> But yeah, you've got to do something. So, so yeah, controlling the citizens' happiness. <laughs> it just seems like a really fucking weird... And does everything need facial recognition now? Well, you see, I've recently been converted to audio recognition. Like the whole, hey Siri. I haven't used Siri yet, but I tried to and it keeps on failing. I only use really it for stupid product. things. Yeah. Like to, to ask it to time something by zero or whatever. Like so it goes mental. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Like, I thought you'd like, I'm really curious. Though. Yeah. What's 10 times zero, Siri? Zero. Oh, yeah. No, but yeah, I've recently, because uh, I'm, um, yeah, looking at some of the Amazon stuff and it's, it seems like, I don't know what I was, I think before I was just like, I feel like it would always be activated when I wasn't trying just to listening. activate it. Yeah. I don't care if it's listening. I'm not one of these like, oh, you know, the government's listening and watching everything I do. It's like, I don't care if they are. Mm. I don't. I don't really believe. Like I say, I'm a somewhat next door neighbour of the government. I'm, just I don't know. Next I'm door. very. I very much enjoy my privacy. I think. I. I, I like. In the grand scheme of things, I'm. There. There are so many people in the world. Mm. It's impossible for anybody, any governmental body, to monitor everybody. Mm. Like the idea that that could happen is. It, it, it's. We're too big. It can't. It can't work. So the idea that everyone that everyone's home is bugged with their technology is like, well, yeah, maybe they could well, if they wanted to. But I think it would be different. It's really arrogant to assume that they public. want to listen to you. Yeah, and it, I think if it was being broadcast, if you like the Truman Show and like yeah. show, everything you were doing was just showing up on Wednesday night, yeah, you'd be like, uh, maybe that'd be more more conscious. Mm. But the fact that the government is recording everything you're saying and they're not telling anybody, mm. you go like, well, who cares then? Yeah. Oh yeah, but the government knows. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's a whole. I think there's there's a difference. I used to I used to say there was a difference between children and adults, right? Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about teenagers, <laughs> and I think pe- most people are teenagers to, for the rest of their lives, and I think that they never grow out of the 
feeling of a, te- that a teenager feels. Mm. Like, um, <clears throat> say, um, oh, I can never get a dog because you've got to pick up all their dog poo. It's like, yeah, but mummy and daddy aren't going to be around forever for, to pick up all your shit for you. Yeah. You're going to have to learn to integrate into the world yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't want to talk to him because he talks about things I don't like to. Well, then don't talk to him or talk to him about something else. Mm. Yeah, you need to take control of your life at some point. And most people just remain in, I think of our generation or generations before, just stay in this team. Like, I've spoken to um, people my age and younger who just like, you know, I'm at work and they're not telling me what to do. So I don't know what to do. I said, well, why don't you figure it out? Well, why don't you do something else? Why yeah. don't you innovate something? Oh, yeah, but they're not telling me what to do. It's like, yeah, mummy and daddy are not going to be around forever to tell you how to live your life. Just figure out something to do. Like, if you're working at a bar and, and you, you haven't been told what to do, mm. you can stand around and do nothing, or you can get on and... You see you see adults who work at bars or work in service industry, when they when it's really quiet, they're doing tasks that they don't have to be done, but are like on the checklist of like, oh, you need to clean the floor corners or get out the wipes and, and clean something or t- t- tally something up or think about redesigning the bar in some way. And you've got other people who just don't do anything. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being one or the other. You just go like, there is a separation there where you're not a child, you're not an adult, you're just this kind of teenager in the middle. And I just, I think people get, yeah, I think people get completely stuck there. And I forget how we got here. Um, Smiling Cancer Mirror. Your smiling cancer mirror led on to... Uh, Siri. The, oh, right, yeah. So the government watching everything that we do. Yeah. So everyone gets stuck in this teenager mode. And part of that teen... And, and the way that you get into adult mode is you just have to cross some bridges. You have to do some things that do... That, like, when I was a teenager, I was somewhat body conscious. Mm-hmm. So, like... Um, and I, I think you used to be, but now you're less. As in, when we went swimming, you used to wear a T-shirt. Do you still wear a T-shirt? Like not, we, not in a pool well, with your okay. pool outside or something uh, remember you used to no, wear a t-shirt yeah, and now d- you don't yeah no not anymore right so there, there was a moment when you went from because I was in the same place yeah. you go from that place to the new place where you have to go from your brain just has to do a little a little switch a little yeah. flip where it goes from caring that other people are think, looking at you and thinking about what they're going to do with you and then going like I just don't care Mm. I'm just. This is what I want to do, and and it's not. It's not rebelling. It's not anything like that. It's just you remove that aspect of caring what other people are going to do. Yeah. I mean, I went to the cinema without my shoes on, mm. and it felt great. <laughs> it felt amazing, and there wasn't rebelling. It was just like I know that you think I have to wear shoes, but I know I don't have to wear shoes, so I'm not going to wear shoes. You know, <laughs> take that without taking your shirt off. Um, yeah, being body conscious about that. So now there was a time where you'd be, when you were a teenager, you'd be like, what if people found out what porn I watch? Yeah. You'd be like, oh my God, if, uh, if everybody knew. And then you're like, I don't care. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Even if it's the most ridiculous thing in the world, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. It's such a, sex is a huge part of who you are, but mm. you know, the way that you use that isn't really the biggest part. So mm. you go like, well, just who cares? But that is, a, that is a big thing about it. I, I read a while ago that, um, that uh, this the amount of surveillance in the country is generally changing the way that people behave because mm. people behave very differently when they when they're being watched yeah. and it's stopping people from developing into being their own person right like because they don't have this moment of kind of like where they're yeah. completely alone anymore and i th- i think part of the, i think that's part of the reason why i wouldn't like want one of these things in my house it's mm. not like that i think people are listening or something like that it's that there's it's 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 that you're it it stops me feeling completely alone and i would rather have those moments where i can feel completely alone 
So don't get me wrong. If there was like a 1980s film camera <laughs> in the corner, like an over-the-shoulder camera yeah. in your corner of your room while you were trying to do something, yeah. and like it said, property of the government, <laughs> and like you knew everything was being transmitted, you'd be like, that camera's a bit of an issue. Yeah. I'd probably get rid of it. And yeah. personally, I'd probably get rid of it. But if it's like unknown to you that you're being filmed... Because the whole conspiracy thing of like the government are listening and the government are watching. If this this Amazon thing or Siri is sending information to the government and then the government is doing things with that information, you go like, it could be, it perfectly, completely could be, it's perfectly plausible. It makes some logical sense to do that. There are problems with it, but maybe it makes sense. So therefore, I'm going to turn off all microphones and scan my house each night with a EMP transmitter to do. Yeah. Or you a little bit closer. What was to that, that Will Smith film with? Um... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enemy of the State. Enemy of the State. It was a good film. But, yeah, it was um, a yeah, good film. Guy lived in a cage. <laughs> Gene Hackman. Yeah. <laughs> he had to throw his trousers off the fucking roof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Why they couldn't put it in his skin. But then this was like the 80s or something. No, not 80s. Mid-90s. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if, you, if you were knowingly being watched, then that's a different thing. But if you think that the government might be listening in, to Siri or to Amazon or whatever, and you think that the, the government is doing stuff with that information that could be negative towards you. Because the only thing that I've seen and people I know have seen is like adverts tailored to what you're talking about like, yeah. turn up. Yeah. And you go, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> There's no negative to that. Yeah, it's a bit spooky. It's a bit eerie. But people were spooked when you could enter in a postcode and it figured out where you lived. <laughs> I like, think it's what? the idea that you... But, yeah, like, what do you think Raw Mail have been doing? <laughs> For 200 years. What do you think a postcode is? (laughs) (laughs) But there was a time when people, that that blew people's minds. Yeah. And yeah, if you're talking about something and then it comes up, one, it certainly could be coincidence, but I personally doubt that it is. Mm. The way that if you're, if if I go on Amazon and I'm looking at certain products, but I don't buy anything, when I next go on to a search thing, those products are in the list. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's meant for their financial gain. Mm. Totally. But you were shopping for it, so you're thinking about buying something. Maybe you forgot. So if I was looking for dog food and I forgot to to buy it, oh yeah, I need to buy that dog food. Yeah, I'll go and do that. But the assumption is they want your money. So like, yeah, they do. But you don't. Again, just because they say give me your money, you don't have to give them your money. Just because like Kevin Spacey says, oh by the way, I'm gay, doesn't mean that you have to talk to him about that. You can continue on with your life. Yeah, you you can ignore it. You can talk about the rape allegations if you want to, but you don't have to do what he says because he said it. So the government's saying, or the, the internet's saying, why don't you buy this product that you were going to buy? Okay, just, you know, it's okay. So, yeah, I think once you go through the phase of not really caring what other people think of you, and then not really caring anymore about your insecurities, because everyone's insecure about something, but I think eventually you just get... <laughs> it's like... Um, so it's probably the reason serial killers just get sloppy about their hygiene. They're like, you know, oh, what you think I smell? You don't know the re- you don't know the half of it. Like I've killed 30,000 people. <laughs> I got out of it by telling the police about, you know, oh, Anne Frank was a bit. Uh, she was dressed a bit provocatively, wasn't she? That's probably why she was <laughs> with her fucking beret and <laughs> satchel and all the fuck. And made some controversial statement, and that kind of ran away with them. They'd just be like, what? Well, <laughs> once you figure out how truly fucked up you really are because everyone's really fucked up in some way but i think you only i personally only learned about it um uh, in like stages 
Yeah. Once you realise it's like, I'm, there's a whole big fuck upness here. So who the hell cares if they're watching me? If you're watching me, fair enough. Yeah. If you're listening to my podcast, fair enough. <laughs> Send us a retweet or an Apple review. <laughs> <laughs> Something. You just go, <clears throat> yeah, just, I don't really care if people are watching me. So yeah, I've recently turned on to that because it, it does make everything so much easier. Yeah. I'm really disorganised. I've only just started using a calendar to put my stuff, my events in and be like, right, <laughs> this is when this is happening. This yeah. is when this is happening. Um, and if I could sit down every morning and just say, hey, what's my agenda for today? And a little calendar popped up and told me, like, all right, can you book in for this? Yeah. And that'll be done. And it's all good. I, the thing for me was in my car, I wanted to play a podcast, but I yeah. didn't want to text while driving. Yeah. So I was like, hey, Siri, can you play this podcast episode this? Mm. And like, it took me a while to figure out what language it wanted me to say for it. Mm. But eventually it worked. And I was like, you know, that was actually pretty nice. Yeah. Like one, I don't have to take my eyes off the road. Yeah. I don't have to text while drive. I'm not, I'm not breaking the law. I'm not putting my life in danger. Yeah. I'm not doing anything ridiculous. So yeah, that kind of helped. Mm. I could probably, you know, when uh, you, you think about things and you don't really remember if like the notes for this podcast. Yeah. In order to make a note, when I, when I watch, when I, I read through the news every week and whatever, and if I find something that I like, I just copy the link and put it into a Google Docs file. Yeah. And then when it comes to the podcast, I go through all the links and type up all the notes. Yeah. If I could just say, hey, can you just put this into my podcast folder? Yeah. And it did it for that week. And it did all the little jumps and things that I needed it to do. Make everything so much easier. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Yeah, you probably don't need facial recognition for everything, but I reckon if I've gone through audio recognition and been like, yeah, no, it's, I think that's fine. Facial yeah. recognition is probably the same for me. Yeah, but facial recognition to use a mirror kind of defeats the object. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, have you noticed? <laughs> it kind of blew my mind. I was on the M6. Crazy place. <laughs> <laughs> and the M6 toll has facial recognition for cars. <laughs> or it's got like a little thing. Oh, like your license plate. It's got a thing in that you that you can put in your window and something like it, that. It, and they, well, they and re- the toll just opens up for you, and you don't stop. You just drive straight through. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That's like, yeah, that that, that would worry me. It'd have to start lifting <laughs> from a distance, not <laughs> be like. Stop? I believe. I believe. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not jammed. I mean, it's not. Yeah. My, my license plate isn't being reflected or anything. Is yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. So yeah, I reckon facial recognition. Um, well, I've always said this about technology. I think the advantages of it are so incredible. Like my thing about Google Glass, facial recognition. They had a thing where they could detect if people were had. Um, uh, I think if people were uh, having a heart attack or a stroke or yeah. all these different things that you can tell by an educated person can tell in a somewhat Sherlock Holmes way mm. of looking at somebody, telling what's wrong computer can do that it just needs the interface to do it yeah so why not have it people are like oh you can tell if someone's attracted to you mm. well that's great that i mean that all rapists would be like hey on this chick's not into this yeah <laughs> <laughs> i should stop yeah that's why they do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know they didn't like the idea that you could look at somebody and tell if they were attracted to you yeah oh, that's creepy let's not do this and it's just like well again you're not you're, you're focusing all your energy on a misdirection yeah of something that's much greater and you go like who cares if most people want to know most people who are attracted to somebody or not attracted to somebody want to be able to emit that in some way because that's what they're doing yeah just because you're attracted to somebody doesn't mean you have to have sex with them no so if you're if you i think that, that situation would occur if you're in a, if you're married 
and um, someone and say your wife thinks you're attracted to her friend, and then the friend's got the glasses on, and she yeah. can tell. So that doesn't mean anything, but people put that meaning on it, mm. and so it's just all of this in my head mm-hmm. is connected. <laughs> <laughs> but then I hear myself say it, and I go like, "He's not. He's talking bollocks." And it's just like, <laughs> for about twenty minutes for quite a while, and I'm like, "I'm just drop it now." And then oh, it kind of comes in. But um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, facial expression mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just what I don't understand why. It and they're going to cost two to three thousand dollars. <laughs> you can have a statue of yourself, though. <laughs> a facial recognition statue. He said that they're going to put it on Kickstarter and they hope that that'll reduce the cost to five hundred dollars or less than five hundred dollars. <laughs> but just, that's still a lot of money for a fucking mirror. You can get an old generation iPad for that. That's got a fucking camera on it. You can get on the internet. Yeah. Well, just. The, the the thing is, apparently smiling is meant to help treat cancer. And you go, great. But why not look for more of a cure? Like, <laughs> why not? Like, why not? Yeah. yeah, tell people to smile more. But recognize that sometimes everybody doesn't want to smile. So maybe think of something else yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe go into that. Maybe they're going to see if the incredible pain coming from their head is because they might have some kind of axe embedded in it. And now they have to smile in order to see <laughs> yeah. if the axe is there. Well, yeah. If you cut yourself off, say shaving, you have to be smiling. What a smile. Yeah. It if, hurts. <laughs> if you're grieving and you want to remove your makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still be smiling. Um, call back to an old article where new information has come up. Mm. Um, Danish inventor who invented submarine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you up to date? Uh, yeah, kind yeah. of. So, so um, yeah, there's a Danish submarine owner. Um, I think he took a journalist on a undersea adventure or whatever. Yeah, we, we did cover it in great detail. Yeah, was, come, yeah. yeah he um, came, come down in my submarine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember what a Danish accent is like. Hey, guys. Pretty much. Um <laughs> Um, who, yeah, um, he went, took this journalist under the sea, um, came back, the, and the journalist's head turned up on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, people were like, did you kill her in your submarine? He was like, no. No. <laughs> it's like, you were the last person alive to see her. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, well, he's back. Um, he admits to cutting her body into pieces, mm. but denies killing her. Yeah. Like, she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, just sew her up. I mean, I cut off her head, but she's not dead. Yeah, like, yeah, she is. No. You've seen the magician thing with a woman in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Madsen, who's been charged with homicide and mutilating a body, mm. told police that the journalist apparently died from carbon monoxide poisoning from inside, inside the submarine. And previously, he'd said a that... hatch fell on her head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it, I, I, you know, I love these twisted people yeah but he so he said that a submarine hatch crushed her head <laughs> so obviously he panicked and threw her overboard obviously <laughs> then the police came back with her head <laughs> were like it's not crushed at all mate and he went yeah sorry i gassed her to death <laughs> <laughs> carbon monoxide poisoning on a submarine you said who has a gas boiler on a submarine but he said <laughs> carbon dioxide poisoning what carbon monoxide poisoning while he was up on deck yeah. on a submarine <laughs> drowning presumably yeah. well you, you drown slower than you gas apparently I don't know 
Um, yeah, he said a hatch weighing 70 kilos fell on her head and um, there was no sign of fracture on the skull. <laughs> um, prosecutors believe that Madsen, 46, I don't know why it's relevant, <laughs> killed her as part of a sexual fantasy and then dismembered and mutilated her body. That's a pretty... St- I mean, like I said before, each their own, everyone's as fucked up as whatever. Yeah. But if your spe- specific sexual, I don't know, fantasy is to lure a woman into a homemade submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Gas her to death. Yeah. And then cut her up. You go like, props to the guy. He didn't say no to his ambition. Yeah. Like, he properly went out, built a sub. You go try and build a submarine. <laughs> Um, investigators also found a hard disk, which I think Peter Madsen denied. Because, yeah, he said he didn't, I didn't kill her, I just cut her up. Um, oh, that's fine. Investigators found a hard disk in Madsen's workshop that contained fetish films in which women were tortured, decapitated, and burned. Jesus. Madsen has now refused to cooperate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to play with you. <laughs> you look through my stuff. You took my submarine. <laughs> <laughs> You found my films of decapitating women and burning them. It's hard to burn people underwater. You can't burn someone on a submarine. But you can give them carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> Which, just, yeah, it just feels like a gas boiler was just on board. And just yeah. like, a gas-powered submarine. I mean, obviously it must have existed at some point. Yeah. But you feel like times have changed enough. But then it's a homemade submarine made from bits <laughs> around his house. Yeah. So Today we're going to need a washing up liquid bottle, an egg box, and a, <laughs> and a gas boiler. <laughs> and we're going to finish it off with some pasta, some PVA glue, and some journalist's skin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he refused to cooperate since they found the head and legs. <laughs> All right, game's over. I like the fact that, because he obviously commented on the head. Oh, he found the legs as well. Jigs up. <laughs> When you found the head, I thought I still had a chance. But now that you've found the legs... It's like that person that stops playing like Trivial Pursuit when you get most of the pieces and they still haven't got any. (laughs) It's like, oh, well, you found those bits. There's no point anymore. Let's just stop. (laughs) Let's just end everything. (laughs) Um, Aside from that, uh, yeah, tried to get Flight the Concords tickets, but they've sold out within a minute. Fucking Christ. And, like, there's a whole online thing because there is this thing that's been going on more and more recently where ticket touts just buy all the tickets yeah. and increase it by 10 times and personally I thought it would be a good way of making money um, when it was first happening and then yeah. I was like about to go through and I was like it's a real douchey thing to do yeah. <laughs> like yeah. horribly so like I can't even remember what it was for but I was like yeah I think I bought extra slash tickets and gave them to a friend and it was just like well okay yeah because yeah. you bought them for us, and it was in London. And I we... bought like four tickets for yeah, you me and a mate, if... yeah. and there was like two people want to come, whatever. So I ended up giving to Peter, uh, selling for ticket price for people I work with. But it was like, oh, you know, it's an easy way to make a shitload of money real quick. Yeah. And I went, and I was like, well, it's just a douchey thing to do. And then I was like, even if you did it for like morally reprehensible musicians, yeah. Like, let's say it was like One Direction. Oh, I could do it for One Direction. You're like, it's still a douchey. It's still yeah, like it's the kids that like them. Personally, it's just a horrible thing to profit from. Yeah, like even if it's from artists that I don't like. But so yeah, that's been taking a load of hits recently because apparently loads of fans haven't got them. Mm. But there's loads of tickets online that have gone from like I think like fifty quid to eight hundred and fifty quid. Oh. 
And it's a system that works. Like, you know, yeah. you can, it's legitimate and whatever, but yeah, it's kind of a douchebaggery thing to do. The thing is, like, just just do it the way Glastonbury does it. It's impossible to do it with Glastonbury because your name and address is on the ticket. Mm. So, like, just do that. If they really wanted to fight it, if they, like, because the government was saying they're trying to crack down on it and all of this mm. shit. And it's like, if you really wanted to, you'd just do that. You'd just pass a law that said tickets had to contain the name and address of the people that bought them. Yeah, and then it's come with a form and of ID. And that's it. Yeah, that's the end of it. And then you go, like, oh, you know, what if you want to buy multiple tickets for multiple people? Can then a ticket tout can just go along. But it's... But it's if you, you just get the names. You just get the names and addresses people. of the people you bu- that you're buying them for. Mm. Like that's that's not an impossible thing to get around. You still can't sell those on. Yeah, it just seems like it, it, I'm just surprised at how morally reprehensible I felt it was. Yeah. Whereas serial killing, go for it. Yeah. You know, but don't <laughs> don't buy all the tickets to some gig and then yeah. don't go. I'm yeah. Like, I'm sick. I wanted to see that. Well, I saw. I, I served a table when I was working in a family restaurant, and um, this I think it was a little girl, a ten-year-old or something, and like a whole party of let's say like eighteen people in total. They'd had a limo drive them around London. And they were going to see One Direction, and the mm. guy bought like dodgy tickets, and so like they came to the restaurant all happy with One Direction written in the head. Yeah, it's like oh, you going to see One Direction? They go like, no, nah, we got conned. Like oh. okay. Well, still, happy birthday. <laughs> and oh. as much as you got to go dickhead whoever organised this, buying tickets from a back alley or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, just get it through the proper means. Mm-hmm. But then you might not have been able to do that because of these ticket talent yeah. people. Yeah. But you can, um, you can make serious money from it. I mean, yeah. £800 for just doing nothing. Yeah. You're like, oh, this could be fair enough. But I've sold tickets to people before, but I've never ramped up the price for whatever no, reason. No. Well, I think there's festivals I was going to go to and then... Yeah, I think I was going to Download Festival one year and Slipknot, I think their drummer broke their ankle or something. So Slipknot pulled out, another band pulled out, and I was like, ah, I'm not really feeling the festival anymore. Yeah. I'll just sell them on. And, uh, yeah, so my my, my what my area of judgment is a little bit... <laughs> yeah. a little bit weird for me. Yeah. Even when yeah. I look at it myself. <laughs> the things that are most important to you. Yeah. <laughs> But apparently it confuses my my film taste and everything confuses well confuses you. Like you're confused about me going to films that I'm and not liking the film. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh I just I like going to cinema. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm confused about going to see films that you know you won't like. Oh, but I'm not that intelligent to know what I'm not <laughs> gonna enjoy. <laughs> you saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. you went to see the second one. Yeah. In spite of hating the first one. Yeah. So right. you knew that you weren't going to like it. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to have friends. Dude. Yeah. And then immediately... Sometimes it's nice like, going... Oh, the dancing tree! <laughs> yeah. Straight away. But if, if, if I didn't do things, yeah. I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> That's so profound. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> if I didn't do anything, I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't go see Thor. I'm just like, well, this is not a film that I think I'd like. Yeah. I'll go see it. Didn't like it. Uh. It was good to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I still want to see Thor. It's all right. I'm, I'm sure it. you'll like it. I probably will, yeah. Yeah. But I like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm the second one. And Yeah. yeah. And that's just who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like Guardians of the Galaxy. Some people like Dead Reporters in Submarines. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, you got to just do what you love. Do yeah. what you love. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm skipping the cancer story. No. Oh. Um, German rail operator Deutsche Bahn has defended its decision to name a high-speed train after the world-famous Holocaust victim Anne Frank. Oh. <laughs> uh, One German train is a great name for a German train company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deutsche Bahn. <laughs> German train. Yeah. It's like British gas. Um, Anne Frank's name is among uh, those of 25 famous Germans I I didn't know she was German I thought she was Dutch it was in Amsterdam but maybe she was German fleeing the Germans maybe maybe they're just taking her back (laughs) 25 famous Germans well she was gassed in Germany (laughs) (laughs) Jesus (laughs) so that makes her German I don't know where she was going. Chosen by a jury after a public consultation, uh, a German conservative MP, Iris Eberl, tweeted Mm. that it was tasteless, a tasteless choice, as Anne Frank and other Jews had been sent by train to their deaths. Which I guess is... right, okay. (laughs) I didn't make that link, but I guess you could make that link. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, The Deutsche Bahn spokesperson... Uh, said that uh, the girl was a symbol of tolerance. Anne Frank also represented peaceful coexistence of different cultures, which is more important than ever in times such as this, she said. Which includes trains. (laughs) (laughs) The diary of Anne Frank is a global bestseller describing the... Describing the Jewish girl's life in hiding with her family in Nazi-occupied Amsterdam in World War II. The Frank family were... (laughs) That way. No, Mr. and Mrs. Frank. <laughs> oh, it's the Franks. Yeah. The Frank family were deported to Auschwitz uh, death camp in 1944, and Anne died in Bergen-Belsen concentration camp at the age of 15. Deutsche Bahn is a state-owned successor of the Deutsche Reichsbahn, uh, which deported millions of Jews and other victims of the Nazis. Julian Reichelt, uh, a journalist of the popular. German Daily Bild tweeted, Now Deutsche Bahn is naming trains after victims of deportation by train, starting with <laughs> Anne Frank. <laughs> the names will adorn a new generation of Deutsche Bahn's ICE high-speed trains set to go into service in the next two years. ICE trains will also be named after novelist Thomas Mann, music maestro Ludwig van Beethoven, and actress and singer Marlena Dietrich. <laughs> Marlena Dietrich, Beethoven, Thomas Mann, Anne Frank. <laughs> Our latest lineup of trains. What's your favourite train? <laughs> I like the Anne Frank. Here comes out the Anne Frank will be arriving at six oh four to Auschwitz. Yeah. I'd never made the connection before, like the, the Jewish people on the trains and stuff. It's like, but I don't know. I don't know why you why you want to name a train after Anne Frank. Here comes what, Anne Frank. Exactly. <laughs> the Anne Frank has been delayed. Due to religious reasons. <laughs> no, it seems weird that you would Jews name a train. on the line. Yeah. Why would you name a train? I don't understand. Well, they always name trains, don't they? Like the Is Flying it? Scotsman. The Flying <laughs> Anne Frank. Yeah, but the Flying, flying Scotsman Dutch girl. isn't named after an individual. I suppose not. Like, I imagine there is certain <laughs> c- certain ones. <laughs> it comes Phil. <laughs> I had a train called Smokey Joe when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know whether that was named after some cancer-ridden cigar-smoking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I had Percy from Thomas the Tank Engine. 
uh, who was not a Holocaust victim. And, <laughs> not and, you know. No. There probably was a Percy. Is yeah. Percy a Jewish name? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but interestingly, they yeah. haven't... Li- li- I was looking at Auschwitz because I thought it was in Poland. Right. Which it is. In po- Auschwitz is in Poland. <laughs> Sounds yes. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I've been directed to speak more into the mic. Yeah. Auschwitz. <laughs> I think <laughs> we got to get we got to get this on tape. <laughs> Make sure you get this bit. Uh, no, yeah, I thought it was in Poland, so I wanted to double check because my whole, you know, if Germany is trying to claim that Anne Frank is German because she was murdered in Germany, maybe that's the thing. But its location is listed as Auschwitz in Nazi Germany. Yeah. Now, Nazi Germany is not a real place. Yeah, but it's. I guess it's referring back to like Germany's borders in 1944, or something like that. It's like, why can't you just say Poland? Yeah, because it is in Poland. <laughs> but it's like saying, I don't know, Auschwitz. You know, Northwest Ottoman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> How far back you go? Like, is it just that you don't want the Holocaust to be associated with Poland? Yeah, that you're avoiding saying this death camp. Is in Poland? It's yeah. weird. Auschwitz, Eastern Europe. Would be. Is it? Is it? I thought, well, yeah, I guess. Northeastern, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, that's not Hungary. No, Hungary's, you know, around the Balt, not the Baltics. That's part I don't know. I've, I've played a little bit of uh, Europa 4. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get a trade route into the Baltics, but yeah. Sweden and Norway. <laughs> it's a whole diplomatic disaster. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't heard of a train being named after a person, a tragedy victim before. It just seems no. like, there's no trains named in the use at the moment. I think it seems more like there's not even a train called the Richard Branson. You it's name his own French ships line. and stuff, don't you? Yeah, uh, not necessarily after real reasons. people though. You call them like Bertha, like yeah. not because you knew someone called Bertha. Jenny. Yeah. Just well, there is a there is a Princess Anne, isn't there? Probably. This is David Attenborough. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> but that's for like superstitious Just following reasons, the polar bears. Because you don't want your boat to sink or something like that. But I don't think trains are going to sink if you no. don't call the man Frank. They could fly away. <laughs> train tragedy. It's been a while since there's been a train tragedy, I guess. Lots of car tragedies are going on. Yeah. Apparently so cars are terrorists. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah there's a recent one, wasn't there? Like yesterday, in, in, yeah, in New York, that, that guy ploughed down all those cyclists. Yeah, and a bunch of them keep happening in England and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's almost like, well, yeah, of course, it's easier to find a car than yeah. a plane. Yeah, there's loads of security at the airport. <laughs> so why are you trying to still get planes? Yeah, no, you just, you know, you could just. It's almost like someone sat down in a bar and said, "You can just kill people with a car," you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever accent. Apparently, that the guy got out of his car, out of the truck afterwards, and started running down the street with a gun. And then they found out it was a fake gun. <laughs> <laughs> Eight people died. (laughs) Yeah. That's another weird... I mean, I think I've experienced it before, but I don't don't watch much television. Mm. And I sometimes listen to... I listen to a bunch of other podcasts, but it seems like... One, because we're looking at English stories as well as as other stuff. It's rare that I hear on a podcast someone talk about the same thing that we're talking about. Yeah. But there's a few English shows. I watch a little bit of normal TV in the week, and it is weird seeing people react to the same stuff that we are. Yeah. But they're doing it in like a tasteful All way. Serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> even like comedy shows yeah. would be like and tragedy struck in lower manhattan today when um then they, they, just, they just address it and be like yeah. what an idiot this guy is how dare he do this and we're just like ah! <laughs> <laughs> he had a fake gun that makes it so funny <laughs> yeah, man, what? well i took a fake car as well but it seemed to still hurt the cyclists yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, Don't call my train and Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet you could make an Anne Frank movie. I bet well, at is... some point in life somebody's going to make an Anne Frank film if they haven't already. I don't think based they on the best-selling book. The, but yeah, it's, it feels so fucking weird saying yeah. that the best-selling author Anne yeah. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> If it, I bet you could make a film about it. I bet you could. Yeah. And I bet people would go and see it. Whether it'd be good or not, I don't know. You can't well, name they, a they train made Schindler's them. List. Like, yeah. That's dealing with the same kind of themes, isn't it? Yeah. And you go, and again, you, and I think you could do it in a way, in the same way that Schindler's List did it, but like the struggles yeah. of people and human sacrifice and how she kept on getting writer's block, but getting out of it and going through <laughs> it, <laughs> making all these things, making a diary, but not knowing how influential that diary was going to be or you know all that kind of stuff you you could make a film about it that could get considered for an oscar mm. i bet you could but you can't make a train out of it <laughs> no because <laughs> that's offensive yeah she wasn't a train <laughs> <laughs> yeah world famous author and train and frank <laughs> but again that's the whole thing it's like what is it what is it you're angry about please tell me what you're angry about because because the, the, the thing that you're telling me you're angry about doesn't make any sense to me well i'm not angry about anything yeah, no, but like, why are they angry about people naming a train Anne Frank? Yes, there is a there is a slight thing because I did write a joke ages ago. Because Anne Frank wasn't a train, Nick. <laughs> she was a train of this, dreams. But when she was hiding in the loft, she wasn't a train. <laughs> she was she she was a non-stop fast service to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and her struggle is something that I think could carry millions of people on their journeys. To wherever they wanted to go, so I can I can see how naming like I find it weird that Holocaust survivors get on a train to Auschwitz every year. Yeah, I find that weird for the exact same reason that they were taken here by train on the first time and they left. Like, why do they want to go back again and again? It's somewhat trusting of them mm. to be led onto a train and sent to Auschwitz. So I get that there's a whole joke there about. Uh, a train with a Holocaust victim, and there's something there to be done. But what what are they actually angry about? Like that Anne Frank is being immortalized in a train, or maybe that's not good enough. If she was immortalized in a plane, They're just angry maybe it would be well, because be, just because Anne Frank the car, <laughs> <laughs> the new Ford BMW Frank. Frank. <laughs> Not as cramped as you'd imagine. You <laughs> can barely hit it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll always forget where you parked. <laughs> but what are you angry about? What? Yeah, so that's the thing that confuses me because they'll say they're angry that you're disrespecting Anne Frank's memory. Mm. But what you're doing is immortalizing her in your society. So... But you're you're immortalizing her as a thing that was used to transport millions of Jews to their deaths. Yeah, but that means you can't name an air conditioner after Anne Frank because she breathed air, and you know, no, but that's, so did. That's incredibly vague. <laughs> like that's. Inc- <laughs> 
Like this is a train is more directly related to 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 the history of the death camps. <laughs> Maybe. So Air. all right. So what a plane? You could name a plane after them after Anne Frank. Yeah. Right. So it's just not anything that was around in regular use and cheap to maintain in 1944. Yeah. So no planes, no showers. Yeah. No buildings. Yeah. No uniforms. No. No pits. Yeah. No hunger. No gun towers, no barbed wire fences. Oh, for God's sake. I mean, they're never going to. all the fun. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> those are the number, those are the top What's the point in products? owning the Anne Frank trademark if I can't <laughs> use it? Anne Frank franchise. Anne Frank TM. <laughs> Jesus. She's got a gift shop. <laughs> you know, you can't, it's not like, they are making money off of her, one, her book, and as we mentioned last week, and her house, you know, yeah. fucking... Making money or money money out of it to yeah to hopefully it's all going to maintaining the house yeah not paying the people who work there because it's a government thing the government should be paying for that I guess mm. but whatever yeah there's money being made so she she is a franchise so why not fucking <laughs> and Frank the franchise player <laughs> yeah like yeah so if it is just trains and and death camps they don't want her to sponsor. <laughs> Then maybe they should sponsor something. Well, they can't f- fancy dress costumes. Can't do that. Clothes. And mm. Frank wore clothes. You can't do that. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, she can't open up her own fashion line. She can't fucking. But she could write a hell of a book. <laughs> For more episodes, the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at Pulling Teeth Pod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week. <laughs>